Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. Uh, this is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or your questions about things going on in your life. Or if you have prayer requests, we'd love to talk with you and pray with you. The number to call is 303 690 or you can text us at 720-336-0897. I'm usually your host here on Calvary Live every Monday, but this week I'm filling in today for Pastor Ed Taylor, who is away. He's currently out in New England, in New Hampshire, doing a pastor's huddle or pastor's conference for some church leaders and ministers out there in New England. So I will be filling in for him today. And um, But again, usually I'm with you on every Monday. And uh, welcome to those of you who are tuning in here in Colorado and in Wyoming on Grace FM. We're so glad that you chose to spend your time with us today, and we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. We also want to say hi to everybody who's tuning in on the East Coast. So many of you tune in on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. Welcome to the program if you're tuning in in that area, on that station. And we're also syndicated on Truth FM in uh, Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. So if you're calling in or you're listening over in that area, welcome to the program. Just a reminder that those who are hearing the show on the East Coast in the area around Tennessee over the air, you're hearing the program on a one-week delay. But we would love for you to call in and then you'll be able to uh, tune in the following week and listen to yourself on the radio um, one week from now and tell all your friends to tune in and you can hear yourself on the radio. And um, also, though, you, you are able, whether you're on the East Coast or Tennessee or actually anywhere throughout the world, if you get the Grace FM app, you can listen live online on the app to all the programs on Grace FM, including this one. So just go to your app store, whatever mobile device you use, and type in Grace FM, and it'll come right up, and you can download it and put it on your phone. And then wherever you are in the world, you can listen uh, over the internet to the show live. And you can also tune in anytime on your browser. So just go to gracefm.com and you can tune in there. So however you've tuned in today and joined us, we're so glad that you have. And we invite you to call in with your questions about the Bible or about life or um, with your prayer requests. The number to call is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Um, yeah, so just a little bit about myself. I am the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is in Longmont, Colorado. And we're a church that loves Jesus, and we love to study the Word. We love to worship God. And so we meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. 
for worship and the word. We have a great children's ministry. And so if you are in the Longmont area, we'd love for you to come visit with us and, uh, and worship with us this coming Sunday or any Sunday at 10 a.m. We meet in downtown Longmont at 700 Longs Peak Avenue, which is on the corner of Longs Peak and Kaufman. So it's in the St. Vrain Memorial Building, which is a kind of a historic building here in downtown Longmont. And we're just one block west of Main Street on Longs Peak Avenue. So right on the northwest corner of Longs Peak Avenue and Kaufman Street in downtown Longmont. And we're right on the edge of Roosevelt Park, which is the city park here in Longmont. And if you'd love to uh, get more information about us, check us out online on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. It's whitefieldschurch.com. And on the website there, you can find out more about who we are, what we're about. You can find out, you can listen to some of our old teachings, you know, past messages and all that stuff. You can also find us all over social media. So if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, if you do podcasts, just search Whitefields Church or Whitefields Community Church. It should come right up and you can check us out and follow us on there and connect with us. You can also hear us every uh, weekday. We have a program at 2.30 p.m. on Grace FM called Life in the Field, which is an allusion to how we are called to live our lives in, on mission with God in his mission field, which is the whole world for which he gave his son. So Life in the Field is every weekday on Grace FM at 2.30 Mountain Time and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. So if for some reason you're not in church on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., then go ahead and tune into Grace FM and you can hear our uh, past services uh, aired there at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. So yeah, we'd love to have you come visit us at Whitefields this coming Sunday. We are currently studying through Romans. And so we've been studying through Romans for the last couple months now. We've taken a couple breaks to do things. And um, so we are going to be in Romans. We just finished up the first two verses of Romans 12, which are really the crux of the uh, of the book. You know, it says, I appeal to you by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds so that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that really is the crux of the whole letter. Everything kind of builds up into that statement. It sums up really the core message of, of the whole book. He says, in light of the mercy of God, you know, everything that God's done, the gospel and all that. Here's how it should affect us. It should transform our relationship with God. And a transformed relationship with God translates into a life that's lived differently in every single area. So this coming Sunday, we're going to continue chapter 12, which is all about relationships. So I'll, I'll say a few more words about that uh, after this. But let me um, plug the phone numbers here. We have all open lines right now. It's a really good time to call in right at the beginning of the show here because we tend to get... Um, calls like I, I hosted on Monday and we had so many calls at the back end of the show that we couldn't take them all before the end of the show. Um, but here at the beginning of the show, we tend to have uh, open lines. And so now is a great time to call in. If you know, if it's something where you've, you've had a question or something rolling around in your mind for a while that you've been wondering about or something you've been confused about in the Bible, or if you've got that prayer request that you've been wanting to ask for prayer for, now would be a great time to give us a call. The number is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us, 720-336-0897. So I was telling you about Romans chapter 12 while we're waiting for those calls to come in. And Romans 12, 
I'm excited about talking about this Sunday because if you look at it, it's really all about relationships. And what he's saying is that what the gospel does, which is what he's been talking about for the first 11 chapters of Romans, he says that the gospel transforms all of our relationships. It first of all changes our relationship with God, but then it also changes our relationship with ourselves. I think that's really interesting because he says there that the gospel doesn't allow us to think too highly of ourselves nor too lowly of ourselves. It helps us to think soberly about ourselves so that we don't look down on other people, but yet we we do understand that we have value in God's eyes. And then it goes on to talk about spiritual gifts. So we'll talk about that and, and how we relate to other people based on the fact that God has given us gifts, not for ourselves, but for the benefit of others. And then he goes on to even talk about how we ought to uh, love those who are our enemies or who are evildoers who cause us to suffer. And uh, and so I'm really looking forward to studying that section. If you're in or around Longmont, just uh, come and join us. We'd love to have you this coming Sunday at Whitefields Church. Check us out at whitefieldschurch.com. Let's go to Tanya in Aurora, Colorado. Hey, Tanya, welcome to the program. Hi there, Pastor. Um, I'm calling with a very heavy heart today. Mm. Um, my sister passed back in May uh, of this year, very early, um, but a pretty good friend and co-worker of mine um, is now in hospice um, after uh, battling uh, cancer these last maybe two or so months, but I'm just, you know, wanting to hold up some prayer for her family to give them strength through this as she um, understands, uh, uh, you know, the path that the Lord has for her. and mm. <sighs> uh, So it sounds I'm like just, your, your I friends I such have... a loss of words, and <laughs> yeah. I was praying all night. Yeah. Let me pray for you. It sounds like your friend, how, how's your friend doing? Is she... Is she at peace with what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And she's, I just went to hospice just now, and she's um, in the last part, so. Uh, she must be pretty young, though. I mean, it sounds like sounds like you're not uh, very old yourself, so. No, I, no I'm only 43, but uh, she's about 60. That's still pretty young. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's pray for you and your friend. Heavenly Father, we pray for Tanya, and we pray for her friend who's in hospice. Lord, I thank you that her friend knows you, and um, and and she's at peace with, what, with what's going on. And I know it can't be easy to come to the end of life, but it, it seems like, in a way, uh, we remember that we don't mourn as those who have no hope. And I, I pray for Tanya in that sense, Lord, that as she mourns, that she would indeed mourn and grieve this loss, because... Lord, we know that you yourself grieved the loss of your friend because we weren't made for death. We weren't made for uh, sickness and illness. Lord, we were made for perfection, and we long for that. We long to get back to that place that we were made for. And so, Lord, I pray for Tanya that you would be with her and comfort her. Lord, the loss of companionship that she's losing with this friend, I pray, Lord, that she would know you in a greater way, that you would be close to her during this time. And, uh, Lord, I pray for her friend that as she goes into glory and meets you, Lord, that truly uh, Tanya would be able to rejoice in knowing that she's going to be reunited with her friend. And yet, Lord, I, I pray that uh, you would fill that 
void that is going to be left in her heart by losing her friend. So Lord, please be with Tanya, please be with her friend and with all of the the uh, medical workers who are caring for her friend in these last days. Lord, we just pray for her grace, so much grace to endure this and to go through it. And we remember the glorious hope that we have in you. We, we want to keep that before our eyes at all times. So Lord, I pray for Tanya and her friend in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, you bet, Tanya. God bless you. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye. Listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. Looks like we've got two open lines still, and it would be a great time to call in if you um, have a question or something you'd like to talk about again the number 303-690-3000 in the meantime let's go check out some of our texts that are coming in and so we have one that says hi pastor i was wondering is there a harvest festival this year in aurora i assume your question is is there a harvest festival at calvary aurora um, and there is not this year and you know we also have done a harvest festival here uh, we call it fall festival here in longmont and we are not doing one. This is the first year in, uh, we did one for the last nine years here in Longmont. And this will be the first year that we're not doing one. Um, and, you know, we our reason here in, in Longmont is because our Harvest Festival just kept growing and growing to the point where we outgrew our location. And it also became, you know, it was a lot of work for everybody involved. So we're taking a year off. We're going to reassess and we're going to kind of reimagine what our Harvest Festival could look like. And actually, one of the reasons why I felt peace about making that move and saying, okay, let's let's just take a year off was because I talked to Pastor Ed and he told me that they're doing the exact same thing down in Aurora, where it's like uh, the Harvest Festival has been great and it's just it's gotten to be uh, a lot of work for the staff and a lot of things. And so they felt that, hey, this year, you know, they're, they're, you don't have to keep these things going just because they're good. You know, you can seek the Lord on should we is this a year to take a, a year of rest? Is it, what should we do? So he said that they, um, t- they're taking a year off down at Calvary Aurora for their Harvest Festival, and we're doing the same thing up here in Longmont. So uh, I know there are a lot of good opportunities, though, um, and other things that are going on at other churches. Uh, so I would encourage you to check those out and other community events. So hope that answers your question. This is Calvary Live. You're listening to Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church. I'm here taking your calls and your texts live on the air. Let's go to Jim in Alt, Colorado. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Going great. What's up? Uh, I just have uh, been get, uh, seeking some prayer. Um, long story short, um, I'm about almost 30, but I've been chronically ill basically the last 15 years. Mm. And uh, I've come out of that the last couple months, and it's just a real adjustment. I'm not really, I feel kind of lost on how to live my life now uh, mm. without having to deal with a chronic illness, like, every day. Wow. Um, so, you know, I just, you know, I've been seeking discipleship at the church I go to, and, but, you know, I just, I just feel that longing to really kind of know what God has for me now, for me and my, I got a daughter who's uh, five, you know, just mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing. 
Yeah. Or, where, you know, where I should be leading us. Yeah, Jim, man, that's awesome, man. So first of all, hey, praise the Lord that you're doing better. And um, yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. And, man, I think that, you know, as a person who has never experienced that, I, I'm really challenged by what you're saying just in the sense of, like, there's so much that I think that people who don't suffer from chronic pain or chronic illness, we take that for granted. And uh, and now that you're out of that, I love the fact that you're just seeking God's will and wanting to be like, Lord, now that I'm well, how can I serve you? And uh, man, I just want to commend you on that, Jim. And I want to let that be a challenge to all of our listeners too, to say, wow, consider this, you know, consider somebody who wasn't uh, well for the last several years and now you are and your greatest desire is just to serve the Lord. And, and man, I want to have that heart too, Jim. And I bet some of our listeners do too. So let me pray for you and your daughter. Heavenly Father, we, we pray for Jim and we just love, I just love hearing his heart here where he just wants to serve you. He wants to honor you and thank you, Lord, for healing him from this chronic illness and chronic pain. And Lord, I, I thank you that now that he's well, He's wanting to say, how can I give my life over to the Lord? How can I live as a living sacrifice, uh, wholly devoted to the Lord and, um, and given over to him? Lord, would you reveal your will for Jim in his life? And not just your, your general will, but your specific personal will. We, we remember stories like in Acts chapter 8 with Philip the Evangelist where you told him to do something or go somewhere, and he went. But I also think about people... Uh, like Joseph in the Old Testament, and it was your will that he just be where you had placed him and be faithful with what you had placed in front of him. And so, Lord, I don't know which of those it is for Jim, or, or maybe it's some kind of hybrid or something like that, but Lord, I know that it could be to do something radically different. It could be to be faithful and do what he's doing already and do it well and raise his daughter in your ways. That is a calling from you. So, Lord, I pray, give him clarity as to direction from you by your spirit inside of him, would you lead him? And also, Lord, would you empower him for whatever it is that you're calling him to do, whether that is to work a job and to raise his daughter in your ways, or whether it's to do something completely different. Lord, we just ask that you'd lead him and guide him. Thank you that your will is not something that you want to keep a secret from us, but it's something that you want us to know. So, Lord, please make that clear to Jim beyond any shadow of a doubt. And I pray that when he knows it, he would step out in faith and obey. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jim, God bless you. Hey, thanks so much for the call. Really appreciate it. No, yeah, thank you. Thanks for the prayer. I appreciate it a lot, man. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. The number to call is 303 six nine zero three thousand that's three oh three six nine zero three thousand or text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven we have all open lines perfect time to call in if you've been wanting to do so we'd love to talk with you and pray with you and talk about the things of the lord in the meantime we've got a couple text messages that came in so let's look at some of those we have one where someone asks what are christians supposed to do during halloween i'm a fairly new believer but i've tried to do some research uh, and read some Christian literature as to how we're supposed to handle Halloween, but I can't find a definitive answer. Hey, I think that's a really good question. And, um, you know, here's the thing. The Bible oftentimes does, so oftentimes the Bible will give us black and white, crystal clear answers. And sometimes what it gives us is principles. 
and sometimes those principles will be kind of like how which which principle applies in my given situation right because 2000 years ago they didn't have halloween on october 31st in the united states and so the bible doesn't directly address it but what it does do is it gives us principles which we're to follow but sometimes it can be really confusing right like as should I follow this principle over here or should I follow this principle over here? And I heard somebody put it really well once where they said that in the Bible, God has not given us a uh, how-to manual, like, you know, for how to fix your car where you turn to page 365 for what to do in this particular situation. But because the nature of the scriptures is that they're meant to be eternal and they're meant to be for all people in all cultures at all times, what they do is give us principles. And then God essentially says to us, now see me for the particulars, see me for the details and how that applies in this particular situation that you may face, whatever that comes up. So the question is, how do we deal with Halloween? Now, I know that Christians are pretty divided over this and, um, you know, some Christians see it as a totally benign, like not dangerous uh, cultural holiday and others see it as having pagan roots and they would say hey Christians should have nothing to do with this because it's uh, related to paganism and witchcraft and all kinds of stuff that Christians just don't have any business having anything to do with. I'll tell you a few thoughts on this. I think that from a missional Christian perspective, which is what I believe that we should have. And what I mean by that is that as Christians, we are called to be on mission with God, right? We have a great commission to make disciples of all nations and to preach the gospel, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature. If that's the case, and, and here's the other thing, is that we, in, we do not have to be afraid of spiritual uh, evil forces, you know why? Because our God has overcome them, and in him we are more than victors. Now, I don't suggest that you go and dabble in any of those things by any means, but I don't think that we need to also live in fear of them. And so we are more than conquerors in Christ, and he has overcome, and it says that he has led them in a procession of you know, mocking and humiliating, essentially, the evil forces of this world. And so... Here's, here's what all that comes down to. You know, I have little kids, and for us, you know, my daughter is two. She's going to put on a doggy costume, and we're going to go, and we're going to get candy from our neighbors, and there's going to be absolutely nothing occultish about it at all. And, um, you know, I, uh, I want to be able to go out. This is the one day a year where... Not only can I go to my neighbor's house and talk to all my neighbors, but it's a day when all my neighbors are going to come to my house and knock on my door. Now, I don't know what your neighborhood's like, but that, that's not every day where I live, where I can go and I can talk to all my neighbors and get to know everybody in my community. And if I think about myself as a person on mission with God, then I want to be out there, you know, going to these places and using every opportunity I can without compromising to reach people for Jesus and build bridges and make relationships through which I can share the gospel. And I heard one person put it this way, and I thought this was funny, and I hope nobody takes offense at this, but I, I, I heard this person say one time, hey, look, if Jesus can you know, die on a cross and go to hell and look death and the devil in the face and win and come back, then I think that you'll be fine opening the door for the, the five-year-old in the Superman costume. Right. Like 
I, I know that some Christians, you know, they respond by going down in the basement, and shutting off all the lights, and just they hate it. And I, I just feel the exact opposite way. My wife and I, what we do on Halloween, we buy candy because we want to give candy to kids. You know, I mean, I try and give them good candy. I don't want to be that guy who gives them raisins. If you give them raisins, all right. But I remember being a kid and not being down with the houses that gave me raisins. So what we do, we buy candy, and then we set up a fire pit in our driveway. And we, we make coffee for adults. And then we invite all the kids and parents in our neighborhoods to just come hang out in our driveway in our house. And we have great conversations. We invite some folks from church to join us. And we just have great time with our neighbors. And we get to know them. And as we get to know them, you know, the Lord allows opportunities for us to share our faith with them. And we've just seen it be such a powerful and fruitful thing over the years. And so I would encourage you guys out there, um, don't... Don't hide from the culture, but you can use these things to make bridges into the culture so that we can uh, share the gospel. Now, if you have some conviction where you're like, there's no way I will ever do that, well, then go with that. You know, Paul, the, Paul says to the Corinthians that if somebody sins against their conviction, then that is sin. So I don't want to encourage anyone to do that. But um, this is what I do during Halloween um, for that. And um, I hope that answers your question. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live. We are coming up on our mid-show break. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's That's the number to call. And you can also text us, 720-336-0897. Again, that text line, 720-336-0897. We have all open lines right now, not a lot of calls today, so it would be a great time to call in if you've been wanting to do so. Again, that number is 303-690-3000, or text us, 720-336-0897. Let's look at the rest of our texts. We have someone asking for prayer again for someone else battling cancer. So let's pray for that. Her name is Latanya. So, Heavenly Father, we pray for Latanya and... Um, she says that she'd like to pray for everyone battling cancer. So, Lord, we pray for those who are who are out there, people we're connected to, people, our neighbors, our friends, people in hospitals, in the areas where we live. Lord, those who are battling cancer, we know that you didn't make us for sickness. You didn't make us for death. Lord, you made us for light and life. And thank you that in Jesus, uh, we will see that. We will truly be healed and we will have life everlasting everything that we were made for and designed for from the beginning lord it will be ours in jesus and so lord i pray for uh so much uh, patience and so much hope in believers who are looking forward to that and i also pray for those who don't know you lord that as we um as as we live this life which is so fragile and which is so short lord that that no one would wait another day uh but before giving their life to you, that they would realize that today is the day of salvation. And like Hebrews says, don't harden your heart like they did in the wilderness. If, if you hear the Lord's voice calling you today, um, respond. And so Lord, we pray for those out there who need to give their lives to you, that they would, that they wouldn't harden their hearts, but Lord, that they would give their lives to you because this life truly is fragile. So Lord, we pray for those who are suffering and we ask for relief. We also ask Lord for patience and hope as we wait. Uh, for the glorious hope that we have in Jesus, for those of us who are believers. And pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. we got one more uh, minute until our break. So uh, I'm going to tell our caller, Jennifer, to hold uh, through the break. We've got one minute till the break. And so I'm going to take this 
last text message before the break. Someone says, I need prayer trusting Jesus and being under his lordship. So Heavenly Father, I pray for this person texting in from Colorado Springs and just say, Lord, please help this person to consider your character and your goodness. And as they do that, Lord, build in them the trust and the faith that they desire to have. We know that trust and faith isn't just us pulling ourselves up by the bootstraps. It's us looking to you, considering your character and your goodness. And so, Lord, I pray for this person who texted in, Lord, that you would help them to get a clear picture of who you are and to see you. And, and as that happens, that they would grow in trust of you. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. We have come to our mid-show break. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000. That's the number to call. Text us at 720-336-0897. We're going to be back in two minutes' time. You're listening to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, here taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call, 303-690-3000, or text us at 720-336-0897. Actually, all our lines are full right now. So uh, this is what I was saying at the beginning of the show. We didn't have any callers for a while, and now we've got all full lines. So uh, we'll get to those calls in just a second. But let me take the opportunity uh, while I have you here to invite you personally, if you are in the Longmont area or any of the surrounding communities, whether it's like Berthoud, Mead, Frederick, Firestone, Decono area, that Carbon Valley area, Erie, Lafayette, Niwot, Gun Barrel, uh, Lions, wherever you're at in or around Longmont, we'd love for you to join us at the church that I pastor. Uh, I'll be teaching this coming Sunday from Romans chapter 12 as we travel through the book of Romans. Just an amazing, awesome section. Uh, and it's talking all about how the gospel transforms our relationships. That'll be this Sunday at 10 a.m. But if you want directions, if you want more information, or if you just want to listen to some of our old messages and uh, our past teachings, check us out online at whitefieldschurch.com. It's whitefieldschurch.com. Or search us on social media. We're everywhere on social media at Whitefields Church or Whitefields Community Church. You should be able to find us pretty easily. And uh, But we'd love to have you this Sunday if you're in the area Come join us, or if you know somebody in Longmont and uh, family, friends, send them our way. We'd love to minister to them. Uh, God is just doing a great thing at Whitefields. We're really excited about it. It's just a season of, of growth and health at our church and uh, some really cool things going on. Some, some uh, things I'll tell you about after we get to these callers if we have time. So let's go to Jennifer in Greeley, Colorado. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, what's up? So um, just looking for some advice along the lines of kind of the husband-wife relationship. Um, my husband and I have been married for 13 years, and we've things have, have been great but also very difficult. And with the way that our personalities are, it's very easy for me to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but a great counselor of mine gave me, I think it's First Peter chapter 4, um, you might correct me. I think it's First Peter chapter 3. 
chapter 3, where it talks about the woman praying for her husband even when he's not following God, mm-hmm. um, and the kind of spirit she's supposed to have in that. Um, well, I, I grew up in a home, and so did he, where the woman kind of, she leads and she makes the decisions. And so it comes natural to both of us for it to be switched. Um, and so I've been working very hard on kind of stepping back, but it's, it's so, so hard when I, I see him making decisions or doing things where I, I just feel like, no, that's not what I, we should be doing. At what point, I mean, how much do I just say nothing? How much do I, um, I guess it's just really hard for me, especially because we have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, um, and I want them to see their father lead, but he's struggling so much in his relationship with God. He's very angry with God. Um, yeah, so here's here's my advice. I think that, you know what, I don't think it's necessarily just um, people who grew up in families that have uh, that had strong mother figures. Uh, I think this is actually a human tendency that I have yeah. seen across the board is there's a tendency for women to uh, lead. And so whereas the Bible says that uh, you know, men are to lead their families. That's actually a countercultural thing in mm. almost every culture. Now, some cultures, you know, you get the macho guy, but even in those cultures. So I lived in Eastern Europe for 10 years. And, you know, different countries, you know, it is interesting to see how they relate to that. Like Hungary, where I lived, is very maternal, like mom is the boss. But then, yeah. like, uh, if you go down to, like, Serbia and Italy, you know, you tend to find these like really macho guys, but even in those cultures, mom is still really in charge. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of that, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. But I would say that even in the Bible, you see men failing to lead and women stepping up. You see that on several occasions. I just uh, was teaching through Genesis at uh, a Bible school. And one of the things that we noted was the fact that Abraham just failed as a leader in his family. David Mm. failed as a leader in his family. Moses failed as a leader in his family. And one of the things that happened almost every time is that the women stepped up and led. And, uh, And sometimes, like in the book of Judges with Deborah, that was a really good thing. But even Deborah, I don't know if you remember that story in in Judges with Deborah steps up. She says it's to the shame of the men. Like... Hmm. There's literally none of you who were willing to to answer God's call on your life. And so she's doing this and leading, but she's doing it to the shame of these men who who are not responding mm. to what God wants them to do. So I guess my advice for you is this, that rather than leading um, and just kind of taking charge when you see your husband maybe not taking charge... I would really encourage you to do this, is to communicate with him. Do you guys have good communication? Yeah, we we do, actually. He's very open when I'm frustrated with him. I've learned to simply change my tone has been huge. Um, Out of that naggy, annoyed, frustrated, just to more of a loving spirit, God has worked on me quite a bit in that area, and he's way more open now um, in hearing me. um, I can understand that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, So, he, yes, we do have good communication. So that's great. And so what I would encourage you in, in that sense is that I would encourage you to tell him that. Like, tell him, I want you to lead. Like, I want to follow you, and I want our kids to see you lead. And so when you see him 
not leading or not leading well, be like, hey, look, you know, I have this tendency. I want to just take over, but I really, really want to honor you and honor the Lord, and I want you to lead. Because I'll tell you, like, for a husband to hear his wife say that is going to be, number one, very encouraging, yeah. and it'll be the opposite of emasculation, right? It'll it'll make him yeah. feel like more of a man. And, you know, it's that, that we you've probably heard about this cycle of love and respect, right? And and men mm-hmm. often, you know, if they feel respected, that's that translates into feeling loved and honored and and he's going that's going to mean a lot to him. So I would just encourage you as as his wife to be pushing him forward and pushing him into, you know, and encouraging him, telling him at the same time with oh that open communication. It doesn't sound like condemnation or like a threat or an ultimatum, but just saying, "Hey, in order for you to lead our family well, I think it's really important that you do get right with the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I've found, I think this is true in 1 Corinthians, he makes it very clear that God calls God calls those who are weak into his service. And one of the reasons he does that is because uh, the weaker people, in a sense, almost need it in order to be strong. And I, I heard one pr- pastor put it this way, that, God knew that I was weak. That's why he called me into the ministry. And that makes a lot of sense because what happens when, you know, as a pastor, I'm forced every week to dig into Mm. the word and to pray because it's my job. And, you know, if you also, whether it's your job or not, but if you're a leader of any, in any sense as a Christian, which is what you're hoping your husband will be, right? That he'll step up and be a leader. Then as a leader, hopefully, you know, that sense of like, okay, now I have this responsibility to lead my kids and pray with my kids. And so, you know, it's going to cause him to hopefully uh, get into a better place with the Lord just as he starts to lead others. Yeah. And I, I've noticed that when I, if he's making a decision that I don't agree with or I feel is more detrimental than, than beneficial, but I say to him, if you are in prayer about this and this is the direction you want to go, then I will honor that. Um, I just encourage you to pray through it. And then I want to ask him later, so did you pray about it? But I hate, I hated when that was done to me growing up. Um, so I kind of have to release him in that, but like, I, I I look for some sort of follow-up, like some sort of confirmation that he's really following God. And I know that's not always the right way to go, but it's just this desperate longing on my end to know that's the direction he's going. But maybe just, ask him or invite him and say, Hey, I would love to pray with you. Like, let me know rather than saying like, Hey, let's, you know, kind of take in charge again, but uh, inviting him to lead, but telling him that you're on board, like, like, like you're kind of already doing. I think it sounds like, yeah. well, I have, and he, I, he hesitates so much and I don't know if it's a worthiness thing for him. That's what it feels like. He doesn't feel worthy enough to lead me in prayer gotcha. because of where he's at with God. And that's really hard for me to watch, but I, I can't make him want to, and I don't want to. It's, it, I can tell when it's more forced on his end. So yeah. um, I'll just keep on with praying and um, and hoping he feels comfortable to do that one day. Okay. Well, let's pray for your husband. And, and uh, I just I appreciate, you know, your attitude in this. I think you're, you're a good example for other listeners. And that, that verse you mentioned is 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, if anybody wants okay. to go and check that out. But let's uh, let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for Jennifer and for her husband and whatever's at the root of his um, 
hostility or frustration or anger towards you, God, I pray that you would deal with that root issue in his heart and in his life. And Lord, um, I thank you for his family. And they're just so wanting him to be well with you and to be right with you and to lead them in your ways. And Lord, I pray that he would do that. I pray that you would work that healing, answer those questions in his heart and his mind, and Lord, bring him to a place of strength and confidence in you. I pray that you give wisdom to the, the church leaders that he's involved with. And Lord, that it would be something, too, that you work in his heart by your spirit. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. The number to call 303 690 3000. It's 303 690 3000. Or text us 720 336 0897. Let's go to Phil in Aurora, Colorado. Hey, Phil, welcome to the program. Uh, hi. Um, <clears throat> I had a kind of a similar question to the previous caller. Uh, it must be a good thing. Um, yeah. I was wondering about kind of uh, egalitarian um, relationships in marriage or hierarchical view of um, relationship in marriage and um, kind of, you know, am I supposed to be the spiritual head of the household and that kind of thing? And then it kind of just bringing it back down to application. Um, you know, we're kind of in a position right now where we're looking at two different churches, and I'm thinking about one, and she's thinking about another, and am I supposed to try to lead in that, or am I supposed to, like in uh, Philippians, uh, Philippians 5, you know, uh, sacrifice myself in like Christ did for the church, you know? Um, so, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Ephesians chapter 5 is what you're thinking of, and when it talks about, it talks about loving sacrificially, and... Um, but it also talks about leading, and it talks about the role of the husband as to be that of leading, and um, not only that, but washing his spouse, his wife, with the water of the word, which means a, a leading role in that spiritual part. So uh, to answer your first question, first of all, um, so egalitarian or hierarchical, we don't uh, use the term hierarchical in Christian circles. Instead, the term that we use is the word complementarian. And there's a few reasons for that. One of the reasons is uh, because hierarchical just has so much baggage with it, but also complementarian um, in, insinuates what we do believe is true, that the two complement each other and that uh, she has qualities and characteristics that you lack without which you uh, in your relationship won't be complete. And then you have certain characteristics and qualities that she needs. And so we use the term complementarian for what it's worth. And I do think that that does make a difference in how we think about it and how, how those words feel when we hear them. Um, so egalitarian versus complementarian, I think the Bible is very clearly complementarian. And we could follow that from the Old Testament on. So if you look at the genealogies, they are patriarchal in the sense that they follow the Father. Um, you look at, uh, in, the, in the first sin that took place, the woman actually sinned first, and yet the man is held responsible for it. And the reason he's held responsible is because of that complementarian uh, structure that God has put into um, humanity. And so we see that that is something that carries on through history. God calls himself Father, and then he calls, like in the in the law of Moses, 
the fathers are called to instruct their children. And, um, and you know, why is that? Here's why, uh, like I was saying in my last caller, I think it's because the women do it naturally. That's their MO. Like they, they, it's like falling off of a log. It's super easy for them, right? It's not hard. You actually have to tell the men to do it because if you don't tell them to do it, they won't naturally do it. And it is interesting that God has made us this way, and yet it almost seems that our default is to do just the opposite. And we see that. I, I think that's not just a recent thing. I think that you can track that throughout the Old Testament and the Bible, is that men have this tendency to just kind of go with the flow, and women uh, have a tendency to lead, especially when they get nervous or they don't see the, the man leading. And the other thing is that, I mean, let's be honest, women are oftentimes great leaders because they have those maternal instincts and they have the capacity for love and emotion and care. And so um, it isn't about one being better than the other at it. It is a matter of God's uh, system that he created and, and his design. And so when it comes to marriage, yeah, that really is what it says. Like even in this passage we read from First Peter 3, it says, wives sub be subject to your husbands or submit to them uh even if they do not obey the word and that so that was her situation there but you know you can go through on even that passage you mentioned in ephesians chapter 5 right before it talks about husbands sacrificially loving their wives it also says wives submit to your husbands as christ submitted or as the church submits to god right and so and and as christ submitted to the father and so it's this picture as our relationships are meant to reflect who God is and the way God works, um, this is the system he's set up. And so I would encourage you, Phil, in this sense, I would really encourage you to lead. And I would encourage you to try to get your wife on board with it. And I think that you can do it um, in a way that doesn't come across like, hey, I'm the, I'm the man and you have to do what I say. Because that, that is absolutely the wrong attitude to have in this. It's, hey, this is God's system and I want, I want to work together in this. Uh, and when we're at an impasse, let me lead. And, um, and understand that as I lead, I'm leading prayerfully and I'm leading with full devotion and love and care for you. Because that's the thing, like if somebody's leading and they have your best interest in mind, then why, of course you would follow them. It's when we doubt that that person's competent or that that person has our best interest in mind, that's when we get nervous when it comes to following. So um, so that's, that's my take on it. And I would encourage you to be the one to weigh. And, but here's the other part. Take your wife's, you know, have a conversation about it, you know, and, and sit down and have fully invite her input be like hey i want to hear everything you have to say about why you like that church and not this church that i'm leaning towards and let's hash it out and at the end of the day let's have a let's if we if we are at a total impasse then i as the husband am going to make the the decision for our family as the head of our family but if we can come to an agreement you know together that's absolutely ideal and that's what we want to accomplish if if possible so, that, that answer your question, Phil? I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, so the, I mean, the church thing has been one one thing. We have also been interested in, in missions. We've done some short term trips, but it's it's kind of, you know, I don't I don't want to be, I want to lead, and I, I don't want to shirk my responsibilities, but at the same time, I don't want to be an arm twister and, you know, <clears throat> you you know, make you go to some other country or whatever that you don't want to be in, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of. 
uh, I have a little, little bit experience. of a mixed bag and yeah. a little confusing as far as that goes, I guess. Yeah, I have a little experience with that. I'll share my story with you real quick because I want to get to the other colors. But, you know, my wife and I were missionaries. We met as missionaries in Hungary. And, um, and she had this desire to, you know, pretty much be a missionary for the rest of her life in Eastern Europe. Um, and I felt this calling to come back to the U.S. and take this invitation to take over this church in Longmont, which is where I am now. And, uh, and it was one of these things where, you know, she didn't feel comfortable about it for a long time. And so we awaited patiently. But finally, when the decision had to be made, it, it was one of these ones where I said, honey, I really believe this is God's will for us as a family. And, and she said, okay, you know, she was on board. And I, I have seen it go the other way as well, where a wife digs her heels in and says, no way. And, you know, if you want to go, then you can go by yourself. <laughs> and I've seen it where, where wife goes, you know, totally resentfully, too. And that's that's not ideal either. And uh, it leads to problems as well. So let me just pray for you and, and as you guys work through this. So yeah. Heavenly, Heavenly Father, I pray for Phil and his wife. And I just thank you for their desire to walk with you and honor you and how they live their lives and how they live their marriage. I pray for their desire to go on the mission field. And Lord, would you give them direction? And I pray that for his wife too and for him, Lord, you just give them absolute clarity and unity and vision. And when they do reach an impasse, Lord, I pray that they would have that that great spirit of him wanting to do absolutely what's best for his family and lead and follow you with his whole heart, loving them, and for her to to want to honor you by saying, okay, I'm going to let my husband lead in this. So, Lord, I pray that you'd lead him and guide him in that. Give him so much grace that they need. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank and you. God bless you, Phil. All right, bye-bye. Right. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We are coming up at the end of our show, but we've got uh, t hopefully two more callers that we can get to. Let's go to TJ in Denver, Colorado. Hey, TJ, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Doing well. What's up? Good. Thanks so much for your show. I really love it. I've learned so much, and you make uh, I-70 traffic not so awful. So awesome. I really appreciate you guys. Glad to hear um, But I have a question. I was wondering, like, I know that as Christians we have to, um, and it's very difficult to understand God's timing because his timing isn't the same as our timing. How do you know if God is saying either no something or not now yeah I don't know if you really can know the difference but I will tell you that my in my experience the way that God has often led me is that he'll give me the next step and so if that next step is a no or a not now um, then I take that and I say okay it might be a no it might be a not now I can keep praying for it I can keep asking him and you know that word amen it means let your will be done and so I just totally submit it to the Lord and uh, and say, okay, you know, if it's if it's later on, then give me the patience to wait for it. And if it's no, give me the, the grace and strength to accept it. Um, but either way, I'm going to take that next step that's right in front of me. And then I'm going to trust God to give me the next step after that. Um, so that would be my advice, encouragement for you on that. Okay, thank you. That helps. That helps a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, God bless you. Have a great drive. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. 
taking your calls and texts on the air. We've got about seven minutes left in the program. Let's go to Chris in Aurora, Colorado. Hey, Chris, welcome to the program. Hi, Nick. Thank you for having me. Um, I just have a prayer request. Um, just that the Holy Spirit would uh, would guide me and lead me. Um, I'm currently kind of coming out of a situation where I'm just trying to surrender a lot of things to God. I'm trying to surrender uh, a lot of things that I want to do, my plan, uh, my hopes, my dreams, you know, and all that stuff. I'm trying to surrender it to Him, and I'm trying to get His will in my life. So I could use some prayer for that. And then also, um, I'm, uh, I just uh, had a small encounter with my Muslim neighbor across the street. And um, because I felt prompted this morning as I was waking up, um, they moved in a while ago, um, and, or probably like only a few months ago, I should say. And um, I wanted to bring them, I don't know, I woke up this morning and I just kind of felt prompted to bring them a gift. And so I noticed uh, one of the neighbors coming out of uh, her house um, as I was getting ready to leave. And... Um, and so I went up and I talked to her, and um, she, I said, you know, hey, like, uh, how, how's it going? And I introduced myself, and I asked her, like, you know, I, wa- I felt I felt like I just wanted to bring you a gift. Is there anything that, you know, just as kind of like a token of, you know, moving in and stuff like that, just welcoming mm-hmm. and stuff like that? And and uh, uh, she said, just whatever you feel, but um, you're going you're going to have to come inside. <laughs> and, I said, oh. and I was like, okay. All right. Um, yeah. And then, and then I was going to shake her hand and she said, well, we don't, we don't really shake hands. Um, but I will this time. And so she shook my hand. Um, and then, and then that, that's how it kind of ended. She gave me a good time that I can come by to bring the gift. But yeah, so I was just, I just need prayer. And maybe if you have some advice for me on how to like, you know, go about that. Yeah. Um, cause like she did say like, yeah, we're going to want you to come inside. And I was like, okay. So. Cool. Yeah, Chris, I think that's awesome that you're doing that. I don't know if uh, you heard me say this before, but I mentioned like uh, other times when I've hosted that uh, we did a lot of work with Muslims in the past, my wife and I. It's, uh, what the outreach we did when we were first met was working with Muslim refugees, and so we're very familiar with um, these cultural things. A few words of advice I give you. Um, first of all, I, I just want to commend you for doing that because – I, I, you know, I see some of these things online where people are like, oh, you know, Muslims are coming, they're taking over our country. And you know what it seems to me? If God's bringing Muslims to this country where they can hear the gospel and they're going to be my neighbors, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go befriend them and I'm going to share the love of Jesus with them and hopefully pray for a door to share the gospel with them. So, Chris, I just want to commend you on that, uh, that attitude that you have and that heart of being a missionary right. Christian. And so I would tell you, respect their cultural boundaries. Yeah. You know, I, I remember this story where we had this guy from Oregon come to the refugee camp. And, um, you know, we went into this guy's house. He's very traditional. He's from Afghanistan. And he had a curtain drawn across. They lived in one room. And he had a curtain drawn across the middle of his room. And the guy from Oregon was like, hey, what's behind the curtain? And the guy said, my wife. And so the guy from Oregon, what does he do? He, you know, tears back the curtain and goes and gives this guy's wife a hug, and the guy just about had a heart attack. Oh, no. And, you know, he was gracious, honestly, very, very kind in the end. But, you know, we, we want to respect those boundaries that people have yeah. culturally. 
and we want to look for inroads to share the gospel with them. So I think it's yeah. great. Bring them a gift. Go in their house. Make, I, would, I think this is a good advice for all Christians is be very upfront about the fact that you're a Christian from moment number one. And, uh, and you know, they're going to tell you they're, they're Muslim, and that's, fi that's fine. Of course they're Muslim. They're, you already know that. So you just go yeah. in, tell them, hey, I'm a Christian, and part of the reason I want to do this, I just want to share the love of God with you. Keep in mind that they, they do honor Jesus, but they do not honor him in the same way that we do. They don't oh, believe yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you can find some inroads there that, you know, you honor Jesus and that it's the love of Jesus. That's the reason why you want to reach out to them. And I would just start looking for little inroads for you to talk about Jesus. Maybe offer them a copy at some point down the road of the New Testament. They call it the Injil. And the reason is because Muslim people actually believe that the New Testament is from God, but they believe that it's been altered. But you can yeah. tell them that, uh, hey, read this. And that was the number one most effective thing we did with ministering to Muslims in, uh, in the refugee camp, giving them a copy of the New Testament in their own language to read. And oftentimes they would read it, and they, we'd come back two weeks later, and they would just want to talk. They'd have so many questions. We would answer them. We saw so many people come to faith in Jesus. So let me pray for you, and, and then I'll let you go. Um, remind me, what was the first thing you wanted prayer for? Um, just surrender. Okay, got surrender. it. Surrender. All right, Heavenly Father, I pray for Chris, and I, I just thank you for his heart of surrender to you, and I, I pray, Lord, you would help him to do that. As he surrenders, would you lead him and guide him? Lord, I also pray for him with his uh, neighbors. Thank you for his heart to be on mission with you and reach out to these Muslim neighbors of his. Lord, would you bless him? Would you uh, use him and help him to bring the gospel to these people uh, in his neighborhood? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, Chris. Take care. You've been listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Thanks for tuning in today. Tune in every weekday for Calvary Live, 4 to 5 p.m. God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.